You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. In Pakistan, four gunmen attacked a church compound today, killing at least two women and five men and wounding dozens. NPR's Dia Hadid reports from Lahore. According to security officials, the gunmen tried to storm the compound of the Bethel Memorial Methodist Church, but they were repelled before they could reach the main church building, where some 400 people were gathered in worship. Two of the attackers were killed. It was unclear what happened to another two gunmen reported to be involved. The attack occurred in Quetta, a city where security forces have struggled with Islamic militants. But Christians around Pakistan have often been the target of such attacks. The last major one was in March 2016. Then, the Pakistani Taliban bombed a playground where people were celebrating Easter, killing more than 70 people. Dear Hadid, NPR News, Lahore. To South Africa, where President Jacob Zuma will... To South Africa, where President Jacob Zuma will likely step down as his party leader today. His term is up, and Peter Granitz reports from Johannesburg. His successor must try to keep the party together. Zuma will remain president of the country until 2019, and the winner of the party race will be the ANC nominee for president. The ANC is Africa's oldest political organization and was the liberation movement that led the fight against his final address at a party convention here, Zuma called the party the dominant force in South African life. The ANC still represents the hopes, dreams, and aspirations of 
millions of our people. But under his watch, the ANC has fared worse in each election, and last year it lost control of Johannesburg, Pretoria, and Nelson Mandela Bay. For NPR News, I'm Peter Granitz in Johannesburg. A group established to facilitate President Trump's transition into the White House is accusing Special Counsel Robert Mueller of unlawfully obtaining thousands of emails. A lawyer for the transition has written a letter to two congressional committees. A spokesman for Mueller says the Special Counsel's office followed the law when it obtained the emails through the General Services Administration. Another member of Congress has announced he will not be seeking re-election, stemming from allegations of sexual harassment. Tim Pierce-Bracton Booker reports the latest, a freshman Democrat from Nevada. Ruben Kiwin, who was elected just over a year ago, announced he would not be seeking another term after sexual harassment allegations surfaced from his time as a state senator and a candidate for Congress. In a statement Saturday, but he added they would be a distraction from a fair and thorough discussion of the issues in a re-election campaign. His announcement comes a day after the House Ethics Committee opened a probe looking into sexual harassment allegations. The freshman Democrat says he plans to serve out his term, which runs through early 2019. Bracton Booker, NPR News, Washington. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. You know, last night there was real concern that the voters in Alabama would put an alleged child molester and bigot and homophobe, all the bad things Santa frowns on in the United States Senate. But it didn't happen. The special election actually turned out to be a, a very special election after all. Last night, Doug Jones beat Roy Moore to become the first uh, Democrat. Senator from Alabama since 1992. It was a major upset. A Republican losing to a Democrat in Alabama is like a grizzly bear losing to a fish. It just doesn't happen. Unless the Republican happens to be so creepy around young girls, he was banned from the local mall. If the Republican you're running against is not allowed inside Forever 21, your odds of winning increase significantly. It is kind of depressing that in 2017, barely not electing an alleged pedophile to the Senate is something to celebrate, but we'll take what we can get at this point. We're seeing a complete and total collapse, Brian, of any rigor around the policy-making process in this country. We're a nation of 330 million people. This legislation affects everybody. The number one economic challenge of our time that's driving so much turbulence in our politics, so much extremism in the parties is the fact that working-class people haven't seen a real wage increase in a generation. It's creating a crisis of competence in free market American capitalism for millennials and so many other Americans. And it can have a profoundly bad effect for future opportunity in this country. This bill does nothing about that problem. It does nothing to drive economic growth. What it does do is it lowers corporate tax rates. No one pays the statutory rate in the first place. And it does it by loading up another trillion and a half dollars on the national credit card that will be paid by my kids and grandkids and your kids and grandkids. And it's just a travesty. Every critic, every detractor, 
will have to bow down to President Trump. It's everyone who's ever doubted Donald, whoever disagreed, whoever challenged him. It is the ultimate revenge to become the most powerful man in the universe. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Season two be Charlie Fala la 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 la. Welcome in, folks. It is Sunday. It is December seventeenth, twenty seventeen, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, and of course, like the man said, I'm your host. I'm the one and only J. Ryan, but I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my colleagues. First up, she's the host of a show called The True Purpose Development Show and Transforming Detroit. She's the author of the book Pregnant in the Spirit. Let's say good morning to the very lovely. And Grandmama, <laughs> Dr. Princess Idea. Good morning. How are you, Grandma? I am absolutely awesome. And Yes, I am a grandmother, and I'm so excited to be a grandmother. She is just so precious. So yes. is it, so are you and Nana I'm, or are you Grandma? I mean, which one is it? Are you Big Mama or what's, what's the term? <laughs> you know what, Jay, I tried to be G-Mom for a long time, and I am G-Mom, but I'm also come to your granny. I'm your grandma. Okay. So that's my grandmother, and I want to be mother, but my daughter won't let me. Um, have my grandchildren. I have another uh, another baby on the way too. Another grandbaby on the way. So well, your um, kids my... are very active over there, huh? Good for you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. All right. <clears throat> the man who gets the first and last word. The man who really runs everything around here. The one that uh, everybody called Big Unc. All his nieces and nephews all over this great nation. The one and only Mr. Elias. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, and congratulations, Dr. Odelia, Grandma. And um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing this morning? Wonderful, amazing. Doing quite well, Ms. Odelia, but this is not a new thing. It's not a new thing, but uh, she is a grandmother, and uh, we didn't know that. So uh, congratulations to the one and only Dr. Princess Odelia. A little late, the kid is up and sucking pacifiers, but whatever. All right, our colleague... <laughs> Uh, Jerome Esprit, the smartest man in the world, the man who uh, brings us every week on a need-to-know basis, usually joins us after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio, and plus our resident expert, or our resident texter, I should say, the one and only Johnny D usually checks in as well, so we'll see if he's in the house. Chat rooms should be open at number 347-850-1272. You can be a part of the show. You can go to the world-famous chat room, put your thoughts in the chat, or you can monitor or hang out at the websites that we check out during the course of the show. And if your comments are good enough, then we will let those be heard all over the air for the whole world to hear right here on the serious side. Once again, happy holidays from all of us here from uh, the serious side to you. Hope you guys are having a safe holiday so far. Uh, Feliz Navidad, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever your flavor is during this holiday month. We hope that you are enjoying time with friends and family. And as always, we're here bringing you the news, bringing you all the information that you need to know on a weekly basis. And uh, today's show is no different. A lot on the docket this morning. Of course, Doug Jones wins. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail this Sunday. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about the GOP tax plan. What does that mean for average 
hardworking Americans. And last but certainly not least, and I'm going to try my best not to get pleasure out of this segment, we're going to talk about Amarosa getting kicked out of the White House. <laughs> Man, that's going to be a fun topic <laughs> and a fun conversation to have. Once again, the number is 347 Let's get started. Uh, you know, so Doug Jones wins in a state that's red. I mean, it is definitely red. There's no... There's no possibly any blues involved at all. It is a straight-up red state. He wins. But now, Mr. Elias, let me start the conversation with you as always. Here's my question. Are Democrats getting too hyped? Because think about it. This is a red state. He's only going to be in office for two years. 2020, he will be back on the ballot. So are they counting their, their chickens? Are they counting their eggs before they hatch? What do you think about this whole thing? Democrats are rejoicing, man. We have a Democratic senator in an all-red state. Your thoughts? Um, I think the Democrats need to take this, uh, what what they did in Alabama, and run with it. I think what do you in, mean by in that? the election in 2018, you know, they, they, they you know, black women – uh, 98% voted for Doug Jones in this election. So, take the blueprint. No, it's 98%. Was it higher than that? Okay, no, you said 98, 98. I thought you 98. said 94. Oh, I thought you said 94. Okay, my bad. I, I didn't hear you. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. They, they voted for him 98%. So, let's take this blueprint and run with it. Don't rejoice. Just take it and run with it. You know, stop taking the black vote for granted. That's what the, that's what the Democrats are doing wrong. They take the black vote for granted all the time. And should they rejoice? Yeah. Well, should they rejoice? Let, let's just be honest. You had a pedophile. <laughs> in any other time, in any other place, come on, man. He wouldn't even have been on the docket. We, we're talking about a pedophile that was allowed to run, and people stood behind him. They stood behind him. And 2% of the black female votes wanted to, to vote for this clown. And he's and it's the same cat that said we were better off in slavery. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, what but is it fair? Let me ask you, you let, 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 let me wow. let, let me ask you this. Is wow. it fair to criticize, listen, man, you're talking about 98%. I mean, you know, any time you try to judge what a country's doing, saying polls, even though I know sometimes we around here, well, you guys argue that uh, polls are not important, but the bottom line is that we're talking 98%. Now, folks who really and truly believe, and we tell people all the time on the show to vote your pocketbook. So some people think that, hey, look, I'm a Republican through and through, and I'm going to vote Republican no matter who's in charge. Then can we really look at those people and say, can we chastise the 2% of black women who voted for them? I mean, we don't know what that number actually is because we don't know the total number of African-American women who voted. But can we really – I mean, I don't even think there should be a part of the conversation, to be honest with you. Well, the bottom line is, okay, we always say vote your pocketbook. Half of these people in here – Going to be uh, uh, that, that when this tax bill comes through, it's going to be hurt by it. They're going to be hurt by it, and they're still voting for this stuff. Come on, man! If you vote in your pocketbook, you're and you're voting what's right. You're not voting Republican. They're not, they are they're killing you in the tax and the low and the lower middle class. They're killing you. They are killing you. They're putting their foot so far in your ass you can taste their leather. 
and you're still voting for them. I don't <laughs> understand it. I really don't. You're, somebody has to talk me off a ledge on this one because I don't understand why do you keep why why are you so shocked? Some of the guys I work with were so so shocked by what's going on with the uh, with the, the internet bill. They was like, well, it's something to mess with the working man. And I say, you voted for this, clown. You voted for all of this. Anything that you get, you voted for. And I said, wait until this tax bill comes through and it tears your ass up some more. It might not do it in the beginning, but it's going to, in the next two or three years, it's going to tear your ass up. And you won't get Social Security because they're trying to privatize that, too. All right, well, well, well. You said talk you off in the edge. I'm going to bring Dr. Princess Odin in because we're definitely having a oh, more that, detailed conversation about the tax. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we're going to have a more detailed conversation about the tax bill. The next segment, Mr. Elias, you're jumping horses here, but I get what you're saying. It's all tied in. You know, Mr. Elias says talk him off the edge. I'm going to say one name, Dr. Princess Odin. Uh, Philip Banks. You know who he is, right? Yeah, you talk. Okay. Fill me Philip in. Philip Banks. To make sure. Okay, no, no, yes, I mean, yes, you yes, said yes. one name. I'm going to give Mr. Elias one name to talk him off the edge. The name is Philip Banks. You know who Philip Banks is, right? Yes. Okay. Well, by your response, I think I'm going to take it a step further and ask you who is Philip Banks? Fresh Prince. Oh, my God. Stop. Let me stop it right now. Okay, so Philip Banks is the fictional Uncle no, I'm Phil laughing. I'm laughing. on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, right, I, right, you know, right. God. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, my God. See, I, I can't wait to no, read Chatterbox this morning because was... people are going to jump right on that one. But that's okay. Uh, but, 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 okay, Philip Banks, even though he's really... fictional, but he represents maybe that 2%. Because there are some black folks who have money in this country and who are looking forward to Republicans jumping in because the Republicans – here's the thing about Republicans, Dr. Princess O'Dea. Republicans are deficit hawks when Democrats are in, in, in office. Everything that they're doing now is going to raise the deficit. So let's go back to Philip Banks. Mr. Elias says talk him off the ledge. Let's talk him off the ledge. Black women came out and voted. They came out in historical numbers, but here's the deal, and here's the problem, and this is what I want you to elaborate on. How is it a man who is a very flawed candidate, which, by the way, he still hasn't conceded, right? Right. He's a flawed candidate, mm-hmm. very flawed. Uh, this guy got 48% of the vote. Wow. So why should So why should Democrats be fired up? Mr. LAS says, take this and run with it. How can you run with it when you have such a flawed candidate, a candidate that made people's blood curl, most average Americans, but he still got 48% of the vote? So, wow. so, so, so what's up? What's up with that? How, how does that happen? Why should Democrats be fired up about that? You know, I'm just going to say, to me, it, it seems like we really have – mental issues going on in America because I don't understand that I, I'm I'm very confused. It seems like people are just in the blind. I mean you're talking about someone who's a pedophile. I mean that alone I mean that alone it, 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 
I, 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 I really don't work to judge people for what they've done. And somebody could say that he did it before. Somebody just accused them. And whatever, the, the, the reasons that they give themselves to push past that. I mean, we have, there's a certain level of consideration of your actions that must come into play when you're running for office. And your responsibility is to take care of the people. I think that we should have, we should have had enough of a lesson when we have a president. I mean, a, a president who says that because of his power, he pretty much, essentially, he has the right to fondle or do whatever he wants to do, grope women or do whatever. And our people went right past that. I mean, it's like it, it went on the news, what, for like a week, a couple days? I mean, it was done. It was not even a discussion, and he's in office. We should have, those who already didn't like the way that went down should have learned the lesson, and now we have, this continues. We're getting people in office. I mean, he's a pedophile, and it's on record, and now he's won. That's, that's a problem. Like, we're really blind. We're really, like, in la-la land, like, really overlooking things. And I just, you know, I, I would like to say that maybe the numbers are wrong or maybe somebody played with the numbers, but I don't think so. I think it's just people are not paying attention. And standards have changed. Where's the moral standard? Like, moral, just simple moral standards. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. I'm sorry about that, Miss Delia. That's three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Go ahead, sir. I have to agree with you, Doctor Delia. We're, we're, you know, when you, when you talk to the so-called uh, Christian base, they yeah. they were praying for this pedophile. They were praying that this pedophile won. And, and, what? And Jay, yes, they were. Oh God, yes, they were praying. This, the Christian base and, and, and Alabama was planted this pedophile war, and that wow. that's that that's that's the honest to God truth. And, and Jay, you know, I said take this 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 and run with it. What I mean by that is Alabama's an entirely different state. You know, they they don't care uh, that this guy was a pedophile. They I, I watched some news sources from uh, uh, Vice News where they said. You got to realize that 40 years ago, this is how uh, this is how it was in Alabama. You know, where where guys dated the young girls like this. This is how it is. And I'm thinking to myself, well, damn, 40 years ago it still was wrong. It doesn't make a difference how long ago it was. How how do you sit there and justify a man, a, a, a old ass man, going after young girls? It, it just to me it makes no damn sense. But that's a lie, Mr. Elias. Forty years ago was in the seventies. They, they weren't doing that in the seventies in Alabama. That's what they said. Forty. I'm telling you what the guy said. He said forty years ago, we're, this is a norm. We were, we were, we were. This is a normality in Alabama. And 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 you would be proud to have the district attorney chasing after your young daughter. You would be proud of it. This is. A, I'm telling you. Look at Vice News. And, and, and this and this was a Republican um, strategist, and he was and he couldn't believe his ears. He's like, well, what about all the women that came out and accused this guy? He said, well, like, 
Oh, they're lying. Every last one of them are liars. Yep. Yes. But you know, it's well, just you. you, know, you I, it's unfair. Go ahead, Doctor Prince. Do you go ahead? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off. I. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I can even let's play devil's advocate. And even to what I I stand for in terms of forgiveness, in terms of not judging people for their past, allowing them a second chance, allowing them to move forward without, you know, just constantly keeping them in a, a seat of, of, of um, scorn. I'm going to say, even from that perspective, there is a level of repentance and remorse that, that should be clear from the person who has committed these actions. But when you have someone who stands without remorse, without any type of, of repentance or consideration for, for just morality, it's not fair. And it's not safe because regardless if the old man went, went to, with the young women and all this kind of young girls, they're not even women yet. So even if that were the case, 40 years ago Let's talk about today And if that's his mentality today That's a problem It was a problem then, clearly But it, it, is, it is really Clearly to most people That that's a problem today So my question is Have we just turned <laughs> Have we turned A blind eye or Are we just choosing to say what? Just whatever What the hell you know, are, are we choosing to say all goals, like, there's no moral standard? Are we choosing to say to hell with standard? Just just standard. Because that also puts a 14-year-old girl is not, it, she's not there yet, okay? She doesn't even know what she wants, but she thinks she does. Especially in this day and age. People aren't picking cotton fields for the most part and 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 being grown at 12 like they used to. I remember they, you know, my grandmother used to talk about it. They got married at 12 and 13 years old. They were grown, they were treated like grown women in, in a lot of cases. But that's not today. They're not raised like that. Hell, we're trying to keep them, the youth, what we, at, we said is 26. <laughs> 26 is the cap on youth. Children are, children are, are, are now, parents are, are expected to be more involved with the children and keeping them at, you know, in school and this and that. And their, their mentality is not a, of, of an adult to think of that yeah. unless persuaded. <clears throat> yeah. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we close the set out, let's a uh, couple of things we're going to do because we have some special folks. Obviously, our colleagues in the house, Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net, and the man who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need to know basis. He's in the house, and we're going to get Kavina Man in before we close the set out as well. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Doing outstanding, man. Your comments or your thoughts. We're talking about the Doug Jones win, and we're talking about. Here's my question for you, because I always want to get when these types of things happens. 
the first person I think about is you in most cases. So should Democrats be fired up about this? Because this is a Republican red state, right? This guy's going to be in office for, you know, I don't know, I think close to two years. But uh, Doug Jones, not Doug Jones, but Roy Moore was such a flawed candidate, but yet still he still got 48% of the vote. So is this a situation similar to what happened in Massachusetts when Senator, when Senator Ted Kennedy died? You know, Brown won that special election, but now it's back in Democratic hands because Minnesota is typically, or traditionally, I should say, a blue state. So is this the same situation going on in Alabama, or should Democrats have hope? Because this is the first time a Democrat has won uh, the one to state in years. What say you? Well, I, I'll, I'll give you a different way to look at it, right? Um, we could, if we were just using blanket old analysis, right? If we were watching a lot of TV, we can kind of put them in very basic terms like this. But here is what we do know. Um, Alabama is one of the whitest states in the country, right? And it's not because Moore was a flawed candidate, because he got nearly 70% of the white vote, which tells us something about um, the people who are out there voting, like Trump, and overall how Europeans kind of see certain morality in the world. Because no matter what you say, if only 30% of them said, this guy's unfit, that should tell the rest of us something. We need to stop being in denial about that. And even your friends who, who find that disgusting, you have to remember it was 23 percent of white males voted for um, voted for Jones. So we're talking about 75% white males voted for Moore and about 65% of white females voted for Moore. That tells us something. So what it tells us is this, that the reason that the Republicans started on that voter ID stuff years ago is because they know that even though Alabama has all of these really restrictive voter ID laws, Black folks still overwhelmingly will give one quarter of white folks. Like, again, if 70, nearly 70% of white folks voted for the other guy, even with that much of support, that black folks' support could actually overrun that. That's what that tells us. So when you hear people like Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, um, all of these Democrats on TV talking about, Joe Biden, when they say stuff like, we need to speak to um, poor working class white folks in Appalachia, them fools need to be checked on that. Because Alabama is the whitest state, out, one of the whitest states out there. Democrats has been do, have been doing this bull for a long time. So again, I know it's my professional background that, gives, that let me assess this differently, but I am telling you, Running a campaign, them fools need to wake up on a national side because Hillary Clinton did not appeal to black folks because they thought that they owned them. If you look at what happened in Virginia with the Virginia's governor's race, if you look at what happened in some of the congressional races just this past year, it is black folks' vote that put them over the top that they're now celebrating as the Democrats waking up. The Democrats are not waking up. It was the ground game of them appealing to black voters to have black votes come out and vote for them. And what Republicans didn't know, what they didn't know or don't understand, is that voter ID laws don't hurt black people voting participation. Because what happens is that when you put stringent laws in 
voter ID, you're using stereotypes, right? So they think black people move a lot, so they won't be able to vote, and they're going to change precincts and all this. That's not really what happens. Young people get licenses, right? It's going to take your old people out of your voting pool. So it's taking the older white folks out, too. So you're, you're just displacing people who don't uh, move around a lot, but people who actually get IDs naturally anyway is going to be younger people. And we're talking by, what is it, 2060 or something? They anticipate that people who are going to be a voting age by, yeah, 20, no, I think it's about 2040. The people who are going to be voting age, three-quarters of them are going to be people of color. So even with stringent voting ID laws, the IDs are going to be in those folks, that three-fourths of the people who are turning 18 by then. They're, right. they're, they're working against their own, uh, own numbers. They just don't know it. Wow, interesting. All right, tell you what, uh, Kavita, man, hold tight, man. We're going to get you in on the other side. I promise you'll be first up uh, when we go on the other side, but we have to step out for a minute. Now, for those of you all, people, who out there, people out there who really doubt climate change, I'm here to tell you the bottom line is, is that uh, we got a trick for you. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Happy holidays from all of us here on the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Most native villages in the western part of Alaska are built on permafrost. It's a thick layer of frozen soil. And with climate change, the permafrost has started to thaw. In one town, this means their cemetery is melting. People there are watching the graves of their loved ones sink out of sight. From member station KYUK in Bethel, Alaska, Teresa Katsourilis reports. Early this fall, after Mary Maggie Otto passed away, the village of Kongiganak, also known as Kong, celebrated her life with a four-course feast. People filed into the old high school gym and piled their plates with walrus meat while children wrestled by the bleachers. It was crowded. Mrs. Otto was an elder and the de facto marriage counselor in town. She was beloved. Mrs. Otto's daughter, Betty Phillips, sat in a corner. They put her mother to rest on high ground, she said, but not all of her family in Kong is so lucky. Her dad and my grandpa, he's one of them that's under the water. Philip says if she wears the right rubber boots, she can wade close to her grandfather's grave, but can't quite touch his cross. Others tell similar stories. Hannah Jimmy says her parents, aunts, uncles, sister, and best friend are all in the cemetery, buried together in a single row. They're underwater now. We're so poor we can't even do nothing about it. Roland Andrew, Kong's tribal administrator, is walking through the cemetery. It's a smattering of white crosses on a rust-colored hill about 10 minutes from town. Andrew points to a slanted cross that belongs to a friend. When I was planning on starting a band, he was my keyboardist. That's what we were. The friend passed away in 2005, 
By then, burials in the cemetery had already been a problem for about a decade. After we dug down six feet, most of them, it created a lake around it. The swamp that appeared slowly expanded. Now, crosses stick out of the sunken ground at odd angles, some of them almost completely submerged in water. As the markers sunk, some of the older wood coffins started to rot. In at least one case, the buried remains began to surface. There were some bones, so he put a tire ground from the lowland area. Andrew says they're trying to move the graves to higher ground, but don't have the money yet. Digging into melting permafrost can weaken it even more, and places where there's been a lot of digging, like a cemetery, can be the first to go. So, about 10 years ago, Kong stopped burying its dead. Cremation is not a part of the culture here, so when it was time to bury Mrs. Otto, her family tried something else. Rather than lowering her body into the ground, her pallbearers placed her casket on a low wooden platform, raised about six inches above the ground on blocks. Six men lifted a white wooden box and placed it over Mrs. Otto's casket, covering it completely. This way of laying people to rest has slowed the swamp's expansion, though it's not clear if it stopped it. The cemetery isn't the only part of Kong that's sinking. The entire hill the village stands on is slowly slipping to sea level, too. But Roland Andrew says he's not planning to move. The cemetery in a nearby village is also sinking, and their homes are flooding more, too. They're talking about moving here. For NPR News, I'm Teresa Katsourilis in Kongiganak, Alaska. In four minutes or less, it's sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere. This bill does nothing about that problem. It does nothing to drive economic growth. What it does do is it lowers corporate tax rates. No one pays the statutory rate in the first place. And it does it by loading up another trillion and a half dollars on the national credit card that will be paid by my kids and grandkids and your kids and grandkids. And it's just a travesty. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. You're listening to the serious side of the beautiful Sunday. Happy holidays from all of us here on the show. And as promised on the other side, I promise I will bring the man in my favorite listener. Amen. Convener Man is in the house. Good morning, Convener Man. Happy holidays, man. What say you? Hey, hey how's everybody doing? Good, good, Convener. How awesome, you doing? Awesome, doing good. Good. Oh, good. good. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say about the Roy Moore. I think that I think white people are who they who, who we thought they were. Um, <laughs> and, ah. and they'll always support. They, they have an overall agenda, right? Their, their agenda uh, like is, is white supremacy, and and it doesn't matter. You can tell them that a child molester, a murderer, it doesn't matter. If that person is going to support their agenda, that's who they're going to support. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, if if you're going to win in the South or anywhere, you, you really got to get you know maybe thirty percent of white people, maybe thirty percent of white people are not racist or something, uh, yeah. and then you got to have a high high. Uh, Minority turnout, and that's what happened in Alabama. So I, I, I really think that could be reduplicated. But uh, like Jerome has said, you, you got to stop thinking about. You got to try to get these um, 
working class white people to come out. It's not going to be the working class white people that's going to save the Democrats. It's just going to be more and more uh, minorities. And that's, that's about that's the bottom line. Absolutely. My man, Pots and Pants, appreciate you, brother, as always. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Also, the uh, official texter of the show, Johnny D, has checked in. Doug Jones, to vote for Doug Jones over Roy Moore is the old notion of voting for the devil or his brother. All minorities should be alarmed by the election of Doug Jones. If you recall, Alabamians, to include Doug Jones, were instrumental in strongly advocating, advocating against all immigrants during being in the state. I didn't know that. Noticeably, did you see Doug Jones courting the African-American vote? However, overwhelmingly, African-Americans supported him. Be cautious of the devils, brother. Uh, but I tell you what, white devils, white devils, white devils, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Now, we talked about this a little bit in the first segment. Uh, we talked about the GOP tax plan, but it sounded like uh, Jerome wanted to say something. Jerome, you want to jump in here real quick? Yeah, I, I want to say this for that comment and for Kavina, man. You know, we all have a concept, right? Like, like we all kind of understand that, you know, we have to, as black folks, have something to vote for. So for okay. years in doing campaigns, I always, and you know, even on this show, I've said to you when they said, get out the vote, get out the vote, get out the vote, my uh-huh. fight against that is always, Give people something to vote for, and the black right. black folks were probably voting against Moore. Moore was saying it was better time doing doing slavery, um, and his wife was like, "You said something like uh, our Lord is a Jew, you know, like she said stuff like that." So we were voting to make sure that that dude didn't rip us apart like Donald Trump is. Apathy will get you ripped apart. So we are picking the best of two evils sometimes. But it is black people still who makes that, who who makes the um, makes the decision and makes the turn. So black people need to, uh, uh, and I think that this is local, and it's statewide, and sometimes on a federal, you know, level, that black folks need to stop looking at people like Cory Booker or folks like um, Harold Ford Jr. Just because they're black is not going to drive black people out. Black folks need to. Speak to black people, like in an agenda. Speak to them. So he's he's right that we just can't always pick between the two, the the best of two evils. We need to know that our power in them courting us is a whole lot different. And the Democrats, if they want to win, needs to they they need to understand that. And we need to still beat that into them that you need to go out and um, market. And get black folks to affirmatively, uh, affirmatively vote for you, because that's the only way to get black folks out. To, that's not the only way to get them out to vote, but that's the the proper way to get them out to vote. So if they're not putting anybody up, um, work their thought to us. We are not going to vote. So Hillary Clinton was not palatable to black folks. The Democratic Party shouldn't have nominated her. That's where the next fight is for black people. But we've shown that through the. Through the governor's race in Virginia and the Alabama race and some other races, that black people vote are taking people over the top. Because, like they said, if only if you only need a quarter of white folks' votes to win in a race, black people are your key, or people of color generally are the key. Yeah, well, yeah. interesting. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. So now let's talk about the uh, GOP tax plan. Um, 
This, to me, has to be, Mr. Elias, one of the, I'm not going to say it's political suicide. And the reason why I'm not going to say it's political suicide for the mm-hmm. Republicans, because they've been doing things for the past eight years, and look where they are now. They control, you know, two, two uh, branches of government, okay? So, and they're trying to put their people in place to control the third branch. So I'm not going to say that it's going to be political suicide. What scares me about this is, is that, first of all, it is very unpopular right now. You know, 65%, I think, of Americans disapprove of this potential tax plan because it's all about giving to the rich and giving the poor a handout. Here's what scares me, though. Do you think that when people get a little extra two, $300 that they're going to forget about how bad this plan is long term and that they're going to continue to support this? When are Republicans going to pay for some of this nonsense that they put out there? Um, that's a great question, Jay. Um, I remember when Bush gave a little, the little tax incentive he gave when he <laughs> and, 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 and he stabbed you right in the back with it as soon as you got it. So the bottom line is, uh, Americans have very short memories, man. Very short. And the bottom line is, man, look, this this tax bill is going to hurt for years. So. I, th- I think once it starts hurting them, where when it kicks them in the ass, that's when they'll that's when they'll wake up and smell a coffee, and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt the middle class. It's not it's not to hurt the wealthy. Hell, Donald Trump is not gonna do nothing to hurt himself. It's how much it's a gift to the middle class. No, it's not. It's not. A, it's not even a gift. It's just something to hurt you. And and hey, man, people don't don't realize it because they don't pay attention. A lot of people. I, I didn't, you know, they get their news. They don't even sit down and read for that news. They they get their news off somebody tells them something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt in the long run. Same question for you, Dr. Princess O'Dean. I must warn you, the chatterbox remarks on your Dr. Phil thing, I mean, on the, not Dr. Phil, but on Uncle Phil, Boy, I tell you what, I'm not going to read them all, but there's some good ones I don't coming even, in. Right. I don't uh, even yeah. care because you know what? I know you don't, but we're going to read them. I was too busy laughing. Okay. I was laughing. Okay, okay. I got it. I understand. That you I, even I get asked it. me I get that. It. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. But anyway, same, same <laughs> question for you. Well, <laughs> same question for you. Do you see. Messing up your brownie points. Are funny. <laughs> They are really funny. Some of these are funny. Uh, do, 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 can you see them giving this temporary handout? It's almost like the government cheese. Remember government cheese? Ooh, we love the government. You guys take this big block of processed cheese <laughs> and go home. And you're right. doing us a favor. So it's the same slave right. mentality where we're going to give them a little something in the front, but they don't know we're going to tear their behind out in the back. Is this the same concept? Well, I mean, a zebra doesn't change its stripes, so I'll say yes. Good point. It's the it's the same concept, absolutely. And I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't consider myself Republican nor Democrat, but I am a liberal, and I I go where it makes sense. And I'm just gonna say, at this point, the Republicans have really shown us that they're not. I mean, they're not for us. It's obviously clear. And and I'm not going to say us. They're, they're not for the low class, 
the middle class. This president here does it, could give two cents. He doesn't care. And, of course, he's not, he's like, it's, it's like being a snake. He's going to sneak up on us, and then at the end of the day, we're, you know, it, it's going to hurt those who are not in the very wealthy category. Because, you know, black people can be in a wealthy category, too. But it's going to hurt those who are below that below that economic status. So, yes, I do believe that. Jerome, she brings up an, an excellent uh, point when, 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 she, when she talked about how it really didn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's not really particularly coming after our people. And this is something that I've never figured out, how – you know, someone like Donald Trump, right, a uh, Manhattan Democrat, a rich, pompous fool, how has he gotten the common man, right, the common white man, I should say, on his side? Because everything that he's putting in place, including this GOP bill, Jerome, is going to hurt them. How can they not see this? Right. Okay, so since I don't understand the question, I'll give you Kavina Man's answer to that. He played to races, red that white supremacist. That's what he did. He didn't run an effective campaign. He didn't have a platform. He had no policies. We know what he played to. And again, just like Moore, we know that 70% of white folks voted for Moore. We need to start calling it what it is, right? He's playing to a crowd. And that crowd believes something. And what they believe is if we didn't have any minorities here, then everything hmm. would be great. Hmm. So what's going to happen is that they're going to starve themselves out. And so I, am I going to feel sorry for that? No. All I say is they're getting what they pay for. They knew what he was going to do. He kept telling them. They know he's dis- dysfunctional. They know he can't read. They know <laughs> that he has a low attention span. They know that he's not that smart. No, I mean, I'm not being mean. That's not something that everybody else don't know. He's about to get us into 12 wars. I have a friend who in a couple of weeks was supposed to go to Dubai. They canceled all of their stuff because the government said when he did the Palestine thing or Jerusalem that they stopped all flights from the U.S. going there. Everybody. Everybody in the world, like governments, are starting to say the U.S. They're starting to give the U.S. the finger. Because the guy who's running it is loose with his words, and they're going to start sending signals back to us. So don't come back and have conversations talking about why do people, you know, they did this when after, um, 9/11, uh, after um, Bush invaded Iraq. When they stole little European kids on TV talking about how come nobody likes us. It's because of that fool at the top of the ticket who all of y'all are supporting with your mouths closed. So the, we have to call it what it is. They supported him because of supremacy and racism, and they believed that it was a certain group that they're going to hit. They're going to hit cities. They're going to hit minorities. They're going to hit Mexicans. They're going to hurt, you know, women need to know their place. They have all of that stuff in their platform, and they went for it. And even the women who were supporting more was like, well, that's just kind of how it was. And so they're willing to live with that. And so now they're going to have to live with people in Appalachia starving out. You know, Mitch McConnell was in Kentucky. 
You're going to watch them starving out. But that mm-hmm. that next wave of election, next year, congressional race, it is going to flip so heavy Democrat that House and the Senate is going to be so Democratic that people can, are not going to be able to stand it. And I hope it's enough to overrule presidential vetoes so that everything that they did this week, this year with the tax stuff, that they're going to be able to draw up plans to redo it. But you have to remember, you brought up the government cheese thing. You have to remember, after Reagan's tax breaks, that unemployment went up to 10%. It was about four-something before he took office. It went up to 10%. And when it did, they didn't give out free milk and cheese and flour and bread and all that stuff because we had too much milk and cheese. They didn't give that stuff out because of that. People were starving. You know, we were we were young, so it's like we have black folks. Generally, we crack jokes about having government cheese and all that other stuff, or you know, making grilled cheese sandwiches. But they were <laughs> out because unemployment was ten. It was like ten five or something. That's what unemployment was. People was out here literally starving. So th- this generation is gonna know what it's gonna like to have um, free cheese. Because every generation needs to learn this lesson. So the Republicans don't care in Congress. They're just like, you know, they always feel like they can flip the switch backwards every, you know, couple of years. So while the Republicans are there, they're about to try to gut as much as they can. So if they create a deficit, then they could take from Social Security and, and Medicaid and Medicare and all that stuff. But if the economy was good, they cannot get rid of entitlement. So they create an artificial... Um, you know, add a trillion dollars to the deficit and go, oh, now we can't even afford to um, give people health care. We need to save money. This is the same trick. That's where it's going next. You know, you bring up a good point, Jerome. You bring up an excellent point, Mr. Elias. What he talks about is, and that's a good point, here's the deal. You know, he's, like Jerome just mentioned, a trillion dollars to the deficit. And so what they're going to do is use this as an excuse as to, okay, we need to start, you know, cutting, you know, uh, social programs, you know, such as Medicare, Medicaid. Here's the deal. The, the, the GOP tax plan does nothing. It talks about lowering the statutory tax rate. Okay, folks, newsflash, no freaking uh, uh, corporation pays that anyway. Pays that. They don't really? pay the statutory tax rate. They don't. They have lawyers and, and great account, you know, uh, um, um, accountants, accountants to get them out of it. So yep. don't, you know, so once again, this is a farce. You know, they had, they, they had a group of CEOs in a room, Mr. Elias, and they asked them a question. Hey, if you save taxes, you know, we can cut your corporate tax rate. Are you going to give that money back raise. to your employees? Not Hell one no. person raised their hand in the room. You Hell know, I'm no, sorry. No, I'm no, simple no, Simon. No. I'm a simple Simon person, Mr. Elias. I'm kiss. Keep it simple, you know, sexy in my case, but usually means stupid. Here's the deal. <laughs> if it didn't work during the Bush years... Why the hell do you think it's going to work now? Your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Because they're, they're trying to... They're, 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 you got naive people out there, Jay. Let's just be honest. These people don't care. They, they don't pay attention to anything. And the bottom line is they, 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 they keep trying to force the same thing down people's throats. And guess what happens? People accept that crap. The bottom line, it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. So for you to sit here and tell me that it's going to work and it, it worked before and it was great. 
Look what happened in 2009 when the when the when the bottom fell out of this country. And uh, man, they they do the same stuff over the same thing with Reagan. Reagan tried the same thing with the the trickle down theory. It does not work. It never has worked, and it never will work because it, rich people do not stimulate the economy. The middle class is what stimulates the economy. The middle class spends money on stuff. Rich people don't. It's ridiculous to me that you think that they do. Rich people will never spend money on nothing. If they do, it's not, it's not to stimulate the economy. It's ridiculous. Four I minutes, don't get it. Four minutes to the, oh boy, four minutes left in the set. Four minutes until we get to the top of the hour. Three, four, seven, eight, five, zero, one, two, seven. To you listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, uh, online radio at its best. Okay, so it looks like they have the votes, folks, to pass this thing. It looks like this is going to pass. Marco Rubio, you know, he changed his mind and decided to become a yes. Now, there are still some issues uh, with uh, you know, uh, John McCain. Is, is, you know, unfortunately, he's been hospitalized due to side effects of the cancer treatments that he's going through. Then there's another older Republican senator who's been in the hospital as well. So they're trying to get the votes. And here's the thing about Mitch McConnell with his hypocritical bastard ass. You know, when when Scott Brown won that special election back in I he think wanted 2010, yeah, he wanted to wait to he vote to on Obamacare. Right. Yeah, because he said that it's he said that the people of Massachusetts should have their voice heard. But now mm. Democrats are asking him, hey, wait a minute, let's wait until Doug Jones gets seated. He's like, oh, well, I didn't say that. Even though you yeah. can pull up every YouTube video that I did say mm-hmm. it. You know, it's it's comical to watch this stuff. It really and truly is. Because, you know, on one end, you know, go back to the, uh, to, to the uh, um, Supreme Court situation. President Obama had damn near a year left in office. Oh, well, we yep. think the American people should, you know, should have something to say. These people are freaking hypocrites. I can't stand none of them. This is, <laughs> man, it is, it, it, it makes my boil, it makes my blood boil when I watch this. How can you, you know, not even, you know, uh, eight, seven years ago you said one thing, and then you're changing your mind the next. That's one of the things that President Obama said when he met with the Republicans, because let the Republicans tell it, oh, we didn't have a say in Obamacare. Yes, you did. He met with you. Matter of fact, he had a mm-hmm. Q&A session with you fools, and then you sit there, and he said during the Q&A s- session, hey, this is pretty much what Governor, Governor Romney, uh, this is M- Massachusetts care. You guys were for yeah. it then, but because my name's on it, you don't want to have anything to do with it. Bunch of hypocritical bastards. Oh, my God. Worse, All right, let's get some worse than that. Go ahead, Drew. Worse, oh, well, I was going to say worse than that. You know, the Republicans put in the uh, mandatory, uh, the stuff that they're trying to take out now. The Republicans, <laughs> did, in, in the Affordable Care Act, there is no penalty in it. So when the Republicans force the penalty of payment in Affordable Care Act, there's these, uh, I, I think it's on, if I remember correctly, I think it's on page 324 if you ever want to look this up, this legislation. But there is two mechanisms. One's the IRS statute, and there's another one that says that there will be no fees, taxes, liens, all this other stuff against you if you did not pay 
to be in the Affordable Care Act. They put, President Obama put a clause in there to make sure that they didn't force penalties on anybody, but the Republicans are the ones who put that in there. So they let the Republicans add to that bill, and none of them voted for it, which they could have had universal health care, and they didn't because the Republicans objected. We need to learn our lessons. When they get in control, they don't care who believes in what they're doing. They just go and do it. And we had a sense of fair, excuse me, a sense of fairness because um, Scott Brown, you said that about Mitch McConnell, but President Obama said the same thing. He said the people have spoken. We will let him be seated. And so exactly. And his fairness did the same thing. We have to. You're stop right. Giving I forgot about that. Out. I'm glad you brought that up, Jerome, because he did. President Obama said, hey, you know what? Let's wait. Let's wait until Scott Brown gets to Congress. These people yeah. are freaking, man, good God. Don't, don't get me. I'm trying to be calm this morning. I really am. But God dang it, man, when you sit and watch this nonsense, it really gets your blood pressure up. These people, it's like they're freaking, it's like they're Jekyll and Hyde. It is, this is nonsense. And these are the people who represent this country. They don't give a damn about what they do. It's all about protecting what their self-interests are. And this GOP tax plan, yeah, folks, let me tell you something. Don't be fooled by this nonsense because it'll give you a little two or $300. Hey, listen, your mm-hmm. tax plans, your tax cuts, uh, average American citizens, it, they're temporary. Corporate tax cuts are permanent. This is going to yep. come and bite you in your ass. You better wake up and smell the coffee and don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we close out, let me read something from our uh, official texter. Uh, Johnny D's checked in. He says the GOP tax strategy, although this is my personal analogy of the Republicans' exploration, exploitation, I should say, of the tax system in order to increase the personal wealth of the Oh boy, it's he's texting it. So of the something, vote against the recession, not the party as they did during the George Bush era. Now, once the Democratic candidate is elected, they have no other choice but to raise taxes in order to stabilize the economy. And there lies the stigma that the Democrats will raise your taxes. Mm-hmm, he's right. The strategy, the strategic advantage to the Republican Party is once to exploitation. What has taken place in the wealthy became healthier, becomes wealthier. The voters will, yeah, it's it's text. So, folks, I apologize. Yeah. It's it's leaving uh, stuff off. Go ahead, Jerome. Before we get out of here, you know, yeah, and I understand that, and that was that was um, that was traditionally what happens. But the problem is, is that yeah. usually, even when Reagan cut taxes, when they polled it, it was pretty um, it was pretty high. Even Democrats voted for it when Bush pushed. Um, cut taxes. Even Democrats voted for it. There were bad policies, but they did. This one is polling really bad. So when Republicans go to run to say, hey, we yeah. cut your taxes and they raised it, it is not going to play because people are going to now remember that when you cut taxes, you starved out everybody else. That's how negative this is. So when people think yeah. of Reagan, they think of him positively because they had a lot of positive marketing when they cut taxes. They had a lot of positive marketing when George Bush cut taxes. But this time around, if they're banking on that type of mentality, they're going to be dead wrong. And I think even on white folks' side, this is going to hurt everybody so bad that they are not going to forget this. Yeah, well said. All right, folks, uh, we're going to step out here. Coming up... 
one of my favorite segments, Amarosa gets the boot. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. It's coming up next right here on the serious side. We'll be right back. Nothing is ever the same. Changing houses. Changing faces. Different bedrooms. Different beds. And this trash bag filled with everything I have. I don't want to feel alone anymore. Help us show her she's not alone. Join us at Together We Rise to change the way kids experience foster care. This is a test. Uh, as we jump into the second set with laughter, a hearty laughter from Toxic Style. Welcome back in, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Good Sunday morning to you, folks, and welcome into the serious side of the TJRS broadcasting live from the Smooth Jazz Jazz Cafe. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.
every critic, every detractor will have to bow down to President Trump. It's everyone who's ever doubted Donald, whoever disagreed, whoever challenged him. It is the ultimate revenge to become the most powerful man in the universe. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. You're tuned to the serious side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. At its best, let's say good morning to our panelists uh, for the second and last time, I should say. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Adelia. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, what's happening with you, sis? What's going on? The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's happening, brother? Uh, hey, good morning. I was thinking that she was going to bring Amorosa on a little later. <laughs> 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 hey, wait a minute. You got Amorosa? <laughs> My bad. Okay, I'm back. Oh, let's say good morning to the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. Elias. What's up, bro? Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Let's say good morning to the people in the chat room, Mr. Elias. Shall we? <laughs> we got Co- Covina Man and Vobo Bright in there with us, and a host of guests. What's happening? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And boy, I tell you what, we have a lot of people checking in. I can't read all these comments, but uh, oh man, here we go. Max is in the house. I'm sorry, Mac. My bad. Uh, Carlo, what's going on? Sheila, Carlos, Tiffany, Mitch. Oh, man, Frankie, God, so many people checking in. Uh, Wow, a lot of people checking in. Alex, Kristen, woo, a lot of people checking in. All right, and on the phone lines, boy, I tell you what, you know, uh, she's been on the line the whole time, Ms. Elias, and uh, I guess she wanted to check in when we started talking about this. So before before we bring in this lovely lady with the voice, a sultry voice, if you hadn't heard, this past week someone got the boot from the White House. Let's listen in on this, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. Good thing Omarosa already sent out her Christmas tweet, because she won't be dreaming of a White House Christmas next year. Bye, girl. Bye. Goodbye. Good riddance. Goodbye. Her departure was displayed on a mock executive order. The Daily Show asked, who will be the next to go on the Celebrity of President? But as she leaves her $180,000 a year White House job, many are left wondering. What the f*** is Omarosa doing in the White House? I typed in, what is Omarosa doing in the White House? The first result is an article that says, no one knows what Omarosa is doing in the White House, even Omarosa. Reports that she caused a scene leaving, reports Omarosa denied, left anchors agog. To get her out of here. What? 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 That's awesome! Omarosa implied she'd spill the beans in a book. And when I can tell my story, it is a profound story that I know the world will want to hear. ABC's Robin Roberts couldn't resist. She said she has a story to tell, and I'm sure she'll be selling that story. We'll see. Yeah, she will. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia is based on a dismissive kiss-off delivered by the rapper Ice Cube in the movie Friday. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Omarosa fired back at Roberts in a text message to Inside Edition. That was petty. It's a black woman civil war. Let's take a moment as Omarosa bows out to recall her comments about 
bowing down. Every detractor will have to bow down to President Trump. Omarosa had to bow down. You're fired. The three previous times she got the boot on The Apprentice and Celebrity Apprentice. You know, I've always been a big Omarosa fan, but Omarosa, you're fired. Yes! Some pretended to be morose about Omarosa, but when Omarosa is gone, who will do all the nothing? Genie Mo, CNN. Jobs, jobs, jobs. New York. Online radio at its best. Okay. As I mentioned before we stepped out, uh, we have just one of the best in the business waiting to join us on this set. And I wonder why she called in right now, the very lovely Kathleen Williams. Good morning, <laughs> Kathleen. How are you doing? <laughs> Kathleen, you're live. Hello. See, that's what you get for the set up. Yeah. I know, thanks, Kathleen. We'll leave your <laughs> mic on. Maybe it's something going on on your end. All right, so listen, we, you know, we are rejoicing right about now. I mean, Mr. Elias, why are we so happy that this troll got the boot from the White House? Um, basically because her attitude was stank, man. You know, the bottom line, you know, stank. bow down. Like, this guy's oh a king God. or something. Damn, you know, <laughs> by Felicia. I'm like Robin Roberts. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Get your ass Bye, out Felicia. Here. Get out. <laughs> I never caught on to that. your happy ass back here. You know, and now you're you going to make even more money because people going to buy that book. Ain't nowhere in the world I buy a book to sit here and say, hey, uh, what, if, what what actually happened? I don't give a damn what happened to you. All I know is your ass is out of work. Bye. You need to be. That's all I care about. <laughs> now, Jerome, now, on the more serious tip, man. Go ahead, Doctor. Well, I'll come to Jerome. Let me, you know what? Let me hear from you. You're the woman on the panel. Uh, now, on the more serious tip, right? I mean, we're, we're celebrating Dr. Princess Odia. Oh, whoa, that's Kathleen, right? Kathleen, you're having mic issues. Yes. Oh, no, boy, I, she's no, bad. My phone, I'm laughing so hard. Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah, we, we can. <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear you. So I was laughing so hard. I was crying, actually. And the, uh, my phone... <laughs> okay. My phone was on mute, not the car, and I'm in the car, oh. so I didn't realize that I was on mute, so my bad. But I actually okay. have been on the phone since early, early, and I did hit one, so I'm not sure why you didn't see me. So, But this is the perfect time. Oh, I'm sorry. It. No, it didn't, it didn't show up. It I'm sorry. No, it I didn't, didn't show up. It's, it just magically showed up when we talked about Amarosa <laughs> getting the boots. So maybe that was God's way of letting you come in at the at the right time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, to go to the taping of the Robin, the rundown with Robin Beatty this week, and so yes. uh, it was amazing. Anyway, if you all don't watch it, it's on Thursday nights at eleven on BET. But anyway, well, she she did the coverage of this story as well because that's the day it came out, and so right. she did clips of all of the uh, reporters and journalists on the air. And one of them, I think it was April, said, "You know, we get we we want to make sure." that as black women, we're all sticking together. So like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go... Omarosa did not do anything to represent mm-hmm. black 
people, black women, nothing. So I don't know what she's talking about that we should be supporting her or whatever. We don't even know what she was doing. Forget it. And like mm-hmm. they said, who to do nothing at the White House? And uh, it was it was so ironic that everyone went back and pulled up that clip about everyone having to bow down. So not only did they, ba- you know, wait, she had to bow out, just like everybody else. And this isn't the first time. She should have known she was on her way out because just a couple of weeks ago they said they had to pull her out of the Oval Office trying to take pictures in her wedding dress. I don't know if you all remember that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. yeah. She had a whole wedding so, party up there, right? And uh, they were like, what the heck are you doing? You got to yeah. So, um, you know, and then they're saying, like, well, where's the diversity now in the White House? Where was the diversity? There was no <laughs> diversity anyway. <laughs> you know, then I don't know, but I don't know what I'm doing, Carson, um, with a little dementia. I don't know what's happening with him. And then Omarosa, the, what, the least, the, the opportunist, the whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was no, and, and just like I said, somebody just said also that the women that are up there are not representing women. So they were very, you all talked about that earlier, um, and you can just look at, if you want to take a picture, a snapshot of the white women that were standing in all of the photographs, throwing bottles at buses of black kids going to school, standing there watching uh, men get lynched, you know, there, there was a mentality amongst the families of uh, white racists in the day, and the women followed behind their men, and they did what their men did. And they were also white supremacists, white racists, and they still that mentality still exists today. So we will not expect that those women will do any different. Hmm. Yeah, well, you're one. Oh, okay, right. okay Go ahead, sweetie. Uh, okay. Um, okay, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Call in. Okay, now Jay, I wanted to finish because I know he finished that. Okay, now check this out. Everybody's really excited about the fact or this intention that um, she's been fired. Well, according yes. to her, she hasn't been fired. For the NBC <laughs> News and an interview they had with her, <laughs> she quit. No, no, no. She quit. Now, I'm going to quote what she said. She said, I resigned, and I didn't do that in the residence as reported. Okay? She also said, um, now, she said, there were a lot of things that I observed during the last year that I was very happy with, that I was very uncomfortable with, things that I observed, that I heard, that I listened to. She was responding to a question about reporting the Washington Post. Okay? She also said, I have seen things that have made me uncomfortable and that have upset me, that have affected me deeply and emotionally, that has affected my community and my people. <laughs> All right? I want to come back so home. So listen, y'all. listen, Help listen. Me. Help and me. Now Help listen. Me. Now listen, 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 I know you, do you know what's that? Now, now listen, I'll be the devil's advocate on this panel, but oh, this don't is do a that. real, I don't really care, I don't really care, I don't really care, I don't really care, listen here, don't do it. say she didn't quit, 
Everybody's always She's on her talking about saying that. Well, no, no, saying that, saying that she she should have stood up for the black people. She let the black people down. This, that, and the third. But then hear this. Now listen. Now listen. It always takes a process sometimes. Sometimes we get ourselves in pickles, <laughs> and it takes a process for us to get out. Sometimes we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we really, we really, we back. really, no, 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 no. Okay, fine, let fine. Let her finish, Miss Let her finish. No, no, yeah, that's right. Let her finish. She said that in the beginning. She meant uh, it, and she was firm. She was adamant okay. about it. It's not right. unlikely for her or for any of us to be adamant for something, you're in a situation, and then you get in it, and you're like, what the hell just happened? Man, I got to get out of this. Now, on the personal side, you can get out. Nobody knows. You just have to go through your own emotional and your own separation and process of, of, of elimination and getting removing yourself from the situation. But in this situation, she's a public figure. She's in the freaking White House. So listen, we can't sit here and judge her completely nullify the possibility of her literally coming to terms with what we've all seen from the outside looking in. And guess what, people? It's always easier from the outside looking in. Outside looking in, you got a lot to say. But being inside, it could be a different story. Thank you very much. So I'm telling you, you're, so you're, you're, that you're is a real possibility. Much. That's a okay, real hey, possibility. Hey, so guess what? Why don't we all walk in love? Why don't we all walk okay, in love? Okay, we're walking in love. And not yeah, but judge. I want to hear from Jerome. Okay, thank you. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you very much. I want to hear from Jerome. I want to hear from Jerome. I want to hear from Jerome. Thank you, Jerome. All right, listen. Here's my question for you, brother. Here's the question from you for for you. Because, okay. you know, I think we all are getting joy out of this, right? But technically, we, we sh- you know, normally we would not be celebrating something like this, right? Because by her leaving, that means there's no diversity in the White House. So what does this say about her it character? That here we are, all happy as, you know, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-a, that she got the boot from for this female when we really should be saying, wow, good God. They got rid of the only African-American sister that was up in the place. Why are we, I mean, you know, why are we looking at it from that perspective? And then we're <laughs> going to get to the phone lines. I see you, uh, Jack. I'm going to get you in after uh, Jerome's comments. Okay, now, so first, I, I get no joy out of this. But I'm going to do like Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> I get no <laughs> joy out of this. Come no. on, Jerome. <laughs> what was that? Because just like Kathleen, Angela Rye, uh, what's her name, Robin Feed, it is hilarious. Like, we can, I don't care, we feel sorry for a lot of people, right? I feel sorry for OJ. I feel sorry for, like, a bunch of folks. But I am He's still laughing. He's okay, still laughing. Put it to you this way, without, without disrupting the devil's advocate side of life. Here's the thing. Okay. I will still scroll roast her butt for selling us out. You sell us out, and you put black people in a bad light. You go to the NAACP doing essence fest and start cursing people out. Oh, my God. Y'all don't understand, and y'all need to do this, and y'all going to bow down. And now that somebody kicked your butt, and and I'm mad at whatever her name, Jeannie Moser, not playing Ice Cube, bow down. (laughs) <laughs> as a band <laughs> She only has a two minute segment <laughs> <laughs> Forget her 
say that hook, but I think that would just be politically incorrect. But that hook had many opportunities to actually have her come to Jesus moment, and she don't give a rat about nope. none of us. And I don't care what color skin you are, if you were going to go against the rest of us, we should not even remotely give a rat about you when the system spits you out. So when you're on somebody else's side betraying your own her own personal interests, and then you say to them, y'all just don't understand what's going on, then you got the problem. So I can't say that I don't sit in a spot, uh, in a seat of government or influencing governmental folks, because I do. So even in that case, even when them fools mess up, I will tell you in a minute, they're on their own, because don't nobody own me. She had a responsibility to her own ethics to do that, and she didn't. So who are we to actually let her off the hook to make her feel good? Tell her to go pray. Go go to those southern evangelicals that she called to the White House and she kissed up to and deal with them. Let them save her soul. It is not for us to do, and she cannot come back home. Nope. We need to stop this bull. That's why we are always off balance, because we let dysfunctional people in and let them make calls. She is not a leader. She'll never be a leader of black people, so she can go... Um, well, I'm going to leave it at that. How I'll sand. Let Elias, she can go. Um, she can go. Pound sand. Pound sand. Pound sand. Kid Rock. All right, let's, let's, let's get a phone call Kid in here real quick. Here's Jackie's been patiently waiting throughout the whole set. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome in to the serious side. What's happening with you? Hi, how's everybody doing? Uh, she was laughing too. Yeah, I heard it. Go ahead. Try to get yourself together before you come on the air. <laughs> Uh, all, all, all I'm here to do is to join the party. <laughs> okay. Celebrate good That's all I got to say. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Get out. Wow. I appreciate emotion. Wow. Well, that's hilarious. We all got to bow down to Trump. Well, you obviously didn't bow down enough. That's why you're out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, all right. And three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You too can call us and send Elmarosa uh, well wishes as she departs the White House uh, during uh, the month of December. Even though she says to Michael Strahan, "Oh, I have to go back and work with these people." Uh, the Secret Service put out a tweet saying that your badge has been revoked. So how are you going to do that? I mean, this is this is this is nonsense. Well, you know, I think we should. I think we should really. I think. Oh, that there is a possibility just because everybody, come on, everybody, come on. Just be, just because most people don't like her and have their adverse, you know, perceptions of her and feelings about her, does not mean that she is like everybody perceives. Now she was the one in that situation, and can you imagine being in that situation, hearing uh, no, I can't, her I people being from. upset? Okay, you would have walked. It's easier said than done. Are you in the White oh, House? Hell, have I, you I, had I, a White House job? Come on, give hell, me a break. Give hell, me hell, a break. I wouldn't work for no racist. I'm not going to work for a racist. Okay, That's you wouldn't work for a racist, but you know what? Guess what? Either, but guess what? But guess what? We see his... How about this? We see his racism. We're the outside looking in. But and looking from the too. inside, she didn't see it at first. 
I, I talked about this before. She, I'm sure she does. She resigned. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. sees she it clearly now. She was, let me tell you, deception is a son of a gun. Deception is a son of a gun. Guess what? Deception is a son of a gun. Deception is son of a gun. And when you are the season to be jolly. Hurry, Dr. Prince, so you have to go. We're at the end of the break. You know what? I tell you, you guys are just Scrooges. Happy holidays. All right. Bye. You guys are Scrooges. She said happy holidays to all of us. Bye. Take your cancerous ass home. Oh, Miss Elliot, oh, stop it. God. Calm down, Jesus. Hopefully she won't come back. And hopefully we won't nobody go. buy that wretched ass book of hers. Okay, we go. Oh my right. God. We're gone. Hey. Right, so, to do uh, coming up book. next. No Jennifer. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna read it on air. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to read it right on the show. Even when she... Even when she... Even when there's a sucker born every minute. You just proved the point. All right. Jerome, please take us home, Jerome. Please yeah. take us home. Yeah, I want to say this. I know since it is Sunday and we're being serious, that even when she did do Robin no Roberts and go on media, that the White House, she did come back the next day. So the White House um, press conference... They said Omarosa was in the building the next day after all of that happened. So whatever she does know, they are they brought Trump brought her back in to make sure she's not talking. So she did go back to the White House after that. So even yeah, though but if she went back on the mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, she back on the even though she, path, did she? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say yeah, she went back the on the business, business path, path, mind you. But but they did go back right. But they did go back to make sure that she kept her mouth shut. So I guarantee whatever she's going to say is still going to make her look bad. So no, I don't care what boy. it is that she has to say, but at the same time that they felt so comfortable with her as a black person that they could be freely racist around her. So mm-hmm. now they're covering yeah. their own butt. But they don't know that. Don't nobody believe her anyway. So You're right about it. that. It reminds me of it reminds me of the Eddie Murphy uh, skit from a Saturday Night Live. As soon as the black people leave the bus, white folks have a party. That's how they do it. All right, coming up next, Chatterbox. Uh, <laughs> and on a need-to-know basis. Oh, boy, what a segment. I haven't had this much fun since the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, I think. On a need-to-know right basis with Jerome Esprit is coming up next here on the serious side of the J. Rouse Show.
right, welcome back here, 347 It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. And Mr. LES Man, what do you have this morning, sir? I got uh, basically all of them from uh, Volvo, right? He said, before Trump wakes up every morning, <laughs> they, have to, they have spun a new lie about him. I no longer am willing to believe anything without evidence. In my opinion, Trump gets support because the protesters are violent. All right. What else? That's it. Well, you know, I mm-hmm. thought he was a Trump guy. I don't know where I got that from, but anyway. All right, so here, let me read some. I have uh, quite a few, and I'm not going to be able to read them all. But uh, let's start from uh, Max from the Bronx. He says, during the first set, Princess said that people are in la-la land. Man, that is an understatement, my sister. Come on, you didn't know who Uncle Phil was. <laughs> Carla from the West Coast says, Sisters, we need to rally and support our black sister in her time of need. Dot, dot, dot. Does anyone know the number to the D.C. unemployment office? Beat it, bitch. <laughs> All right, I'll see you <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So Sheila from Lake Charles. I don't even know I, wow. I can keep going. Sheila from Lake Charles says, I am shocked to hear any person of color supporting, in the words of Jay, this troll. I don't bring me in it, Sheila, but thank you. And uh, Carlos from Indianapolis says, The chickens have come home to roost. Reverend Wright. Here, I, can, I only have time to read one more. Okay, let me read one from uh, Pastor, Pastor, the Pastor. I like this guy. Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas. He says, look, here's another example of black folks hanging with white folks and then need to come back home to us. No mm-hmm. thank you, we'll pass. All right, thank sounds you. good. Hey, boy, I tell you what, 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 boy, those comments are crazy. And on that note, Jesus. Five, four, three, two, the first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right. You know what time it is. It is time for On a Need to Know Basis with the, my main man, Jerome Esprit. B.I.P., what you got for us, Jerome, this morning? <laughs> uh, I'm Rosa done messed up the news. I can't focus. <laughs> oh my god Wow believe, She is just messing up everything for everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright So consumer prices rose About 0.4% in November Largely pushed by The jump in gasoline prices With the labor department said on Wednesday uh, One in five U.S. Um, patients Reports feeling discriminated against by doctors for being overweight, poor, old, or black. I don't know how those all fit in, but the quality of health care for older patients um, is crucial to the U.S. Po- as the U.S. population ages, but widespread gem- discrimination was found um, by a set of California universities who did the study, and they said it could discourage people in need uh, from seeking care. So, again, you know, I don't want to make the comparison, but the whole Me Too movement, if we just started a, uh, a discriminated, discriminated against me, then that movement would be a whole lot bigger. But, anywho. Uh, it should be you too? You too? 
Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's what it should be. That's a good, good way to put it. It's a YouTube movement because we've all been discriminated against, and we all kind of keep that under, undercover. It makes people. It makes the seventy um, percent squeamish. That's thanks, thanks Alabama for giving me that number. Seventy <laughs> percent makes them squeamish. All right, now wow. Islamic leaders declared uh, Trump's Jerusalem decision null and void. And called for the city to uh, recognize, um, to be recognized as Palestine's capital. So leaders from 57 Islamic nations have announced that they officially recognize occupied East Jerusalem as the capital of Palestine. That's in response mm. to Trump's move, um, declaring Israel the capital. So again, wow. this is not. Remember, Trump said when he does this, it's going to lead them to the negotiating table. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, now just 32 percent say that they approve a um, is, is Trump's drop approval numbers. With 56 percent say that they disapprove. That's according to the Mama uh, University poll that was taken um, last Sunday and Tuesday. So I'm surprised that the numbers are still over 30. <laughs> really? Again. Uh, the 70%, we know where the rest of those guys are. They're in that 30%, that 32% number. All right. Disney buys a large chunk of Fox in a $52.4 billion deal that does not include Fox News, which it should have, as um, CEO Bob Iger um, kills rumors of his 2020 presidential run by extending his um, his contract, his term with the company. So, the announcement at the same time um, that it was due its, you know, sales reports, Disney's long-term CEO just pretty much said, I am not running and uh, just to keep the company stable. But they should have sold, sold Fox News. I'm surprised that didn't go. But it's all the other assets of Fox, you know, the, the um, cable channel, the other cable channel, FX, Fox. Mm-hmm. XX and um, you know Marvel and all of those guys are going to be under Disney now. Okay. So I don't know what that means. Now, the Washington uh, Washington Post reporters uh, were forced to take pictures outside of Roy Moore's election party after his campaign banned them <laughs> from entering. So when they on election night, <laughs> the people from the Washington Post was re- literally outside. They had some really nice pictures outside through the window. <laughs> through the window. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> now uh, the, hey, you know what? The world's first 200 mile an hour two seater flying sports car will hit the skies yeah. next year. Wow! It will be. Uh, it's going to cost 110 thousand dollars, but apparently, it's a. The, it's called the Switchblade. Um, has been designed by this Oregon-based I saw um, that, yeah. Yeah, and, and can cruise to an altitude of 13,000 feet at a speed of 200 miles an hour. Mm. LES, I'm, I'm going to be the one sitting there from the ground watching that test run. You ain't kidding there. <laughs> version 1 is always going to go bad. Something's <laughs> always going to go bad with the first one. You're right. Hey, I like to remind people that if you ever... Um, have any computer software, look at the version on there, and it's like 
version 1.9.6. They have to go through a lot of versions before something works. I do not want mm-hmm. to be the first one riding in a car that flies. <laughs> work that out. Really? <laughs> Coffee with version of 3000. <laughs> so, um, you know, now disgraced former House Speaker Dennis Hassner yeah. is, is barred from being alone with minors and watching porn following his conviction for sex abuse. So Tuesday, a court order in Chicago requires that Hastert never be left alone with anyone under 18 unless another adult is present who is aware of his conviction as a, as, in a sex abuse hush money case. So yep. he, can't, he can't be around nothing. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. <laughs> he don't need to be. Yeah, exactly. He really doesn't need to be. Um, You know... Jada Pinkett Smith has spoken out against the Hollywood Foreign Press Association for excluding Tiffany Haddish from the Golden Globe nomination. So she went on Twitter. Yeah, she went on Twitter and she said that the nonprofit organization that votes for films, which is the um, HFPA, um, they refused to watch Girls Trip. Really? That was a good movie. Yeah. You know that movie made over hundred million dollars. I'm gonna watch it this week. I'm gonna watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you you have to watch that. That made over hundred million dollars already. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and they're moving a case with Get Out and Girls Trip that black cast movies are making over a hundred million dollars now. You know they did it with. all of those movies that were directed by, I'm trying to think of his name. He did Think Like a Man and... Um, Think Like a Man, yeah. Gary, yeah, Gary, the, who, um, Gary F. Gray. Will Packer. Will Packer, okay. Will Packer. Yes, Will Packer did those films. But, so, the thing is, she said that, um, you know, Mary, he, she congratulated Mary J. Blige for her nomination for Mudbound. And, um, but she, she had a she said... There's so much to say about Tiffany had uh, Tiffany not getting one. She said, but I won't. And then later on, she said, I'm not upset at, you know, at Tiffany Haddish or Girls Trip not getting a nomination. I'm discouraged by the fact that the press wouldn't even watch the movie. Mm. So, okay, and by the way, I don't know if you saw Get Out yet, but yep. Get Out oh, was nominated oh. as a comedy. What? That's how much, that's what? How much hate... They nominated Get Out as a comedy, and it's a suspense horror movie. But the Golden Globes put them in the comedy category. Now, is that oh not some type of hate? Like that's hate that right there. Big time hate. That's big time hate there, man. Good God. Yeah, that's how Get much it offended, that's how much offended white folks that they were like, they gotta be joking. Like <laughs> this gotta be, this gotta be uh-huh. a comedy. So yeah. No, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Jada Jada Pinkett. She also went on to criticize that, and she she mentioned that too, because I remember seeing that a while ago, and people started making comments. But they put Get Out as a comedy, and they nominated them under the comedy category. Mm. Wow. Um, I just want to give a shout out to the seventy percent who voted for more, because <laughs> that's who that's who voted for that as a comedy. It's like they must have been joking. Um, the um, Jeff Sessions people of the world. All right, now, Saturday Night Live um, appoints um, Michael Chi its first 
black head writer. I got. I was gonna say first head writer who's black, but that's how they described it. Their first black head writer. Uh, four years after the show faced criticism for diversity. Now Michael T is not the only head writer though. So him and Colin um, Jost will be promoted to head writers. They won't even give a black person a head writer by themselves. So technically, he's not the head writer. He's co-head writer. Wow. See how they did that? They were like, he's the first black head writer, along with another white person. <laughs> like, they still they don't let him have it by himself. Uh, hey, They're not gonna you know what? Speaking of comedy writing, I think Amorosa's available. I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow! I'm trying to help us this out. Yeah, you are, man. You are most definitely <laughs> good looking. All right, now um, there's there's this kid, 16, and I know we have some folks from Louisiana uh, listening to the show, but his name is um, Arrington Little, 16, mm-hmm. surrounded by his classmates at this private school um, at TM Landry College. In Opelousas, Louisiana Has some family there um, When he found out that he got admitted to Harvard's 2020 class 22 class So mm-hmm. he um, And another person uh, I think his brother um, Was accepted to an IV From before So as we talk about states like Mississippi Alabama and Louisiana And you know how they're Treating black folks in education this was a great story as his friends yelled three-peat, referring to the schools sending the last three graduates, you know, somebody from at least three graduating classes to Ivy League school, schools three years in a row. So mm-hmm. shout out to their Landry College Preparatory um, in Opelousas. They said, um, the, the kid said that Harvard has always been his dream school, so he got accepted. And another one got accepted. The other one got accepted to, I think it's Yale. So, um, shout out to those guys. I like to do a little good news while I'm at it. Right. So, all right. So, Massachusetts has been named the healthiest state in America, despite seeing the fastest rise in drug death. So, I don't know how they get to be healthy. But, anywho, oh, really? <laughs> it ended wow. Hawaii's five-year reign. So, the annual rankings from the Health United Health Foundation assess 35 different factors from smoking, obesity rates to pollution, and um, concentration of doctors and cause of death. But Massachusetts is supposed to be the healthiest state that um, outside of their drug use, <laughs> the healthiest state in America. <laughs> if you don't do drugs. I'm sorry, I forgot to add that part in. Wow. <laughs> All right, Jerome, we have time for two more, man. We have time for two more. Well, I got two marijuana news stories, so I guess I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, let them flow. Let them flow. Let them flow. Okay, fine. Well, you know, clown Jesus. I get requests sometimes, Jay. <laughs> Worry about that. All right. So, <laughs> medical marijuana has no public health risk and should, be, should not be withheld from patients, according to the World Health Organization. And they're saying that um, in another study, here's the second one. I'm going to run them together. Researchers from the University of uh, Michigan State University found patients who use marijuana have fewer inflammatory white blood cells, um, which, which are involved in immune system issues and can affect uh, mental um, agility. So, if you smoke weed, you are going to have better mental 
um, abilities for smoking weed. And one more, California, really? next month, at the beginning of the year, recreation marijuana will be legal in California. Damn. Oh, you said recreation. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. It was on the ballot. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a place I got to look at them moving. Damn, Texas. They too far behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry, Thank Jay. you very much, Jerome, for I'm that. Sorry, just, Jay, you know, all you, you do is just... You hey, took, hey, you man, we... brother. Smoke weed every day in the words of the dog. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Stop it. Smoke weed I'm done with both of you I thought I guys. Helped. Whatever. Hit <laughs> on that note. Jesus. That helped. <laughs> oh man, I've had a good time doing this show today. But it is time all good things must come to an end. It's time for our final thoughts. Doctor Prince, I'll do your final thoughts. Okay. All right, thank you very much. All right, uh Jerome, man, final thoughts. <laughs> I guess when she signed out, she signed out. <laughs> like that's my word tomorrow. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> my own now. Alright, so I wanna say, you know, to everybody watching this stuff, again, watch it like a movie because it is not us that's gonna stop the trajectory of this country, um, per se. Get out and vote. But it's not us that is causing all of this chaos. Watch those fools so you can actually learn what it looks like when somebody is racist and still trying to be your friend and, pe- and passing racist supremacy policies. Because it's going to bite them in the butt first. So all we can do is laugh because nobody's ever tried to help us in those areas. And, hey, kick a Democrat in the butt if they actually tell you that we need to look out for white working class people and bring them back into the fold. Kick them in the butt. Wow, good stuff, Everybody man. Appreciate it as always. My man, yep. Pots and Pants. Mr. Elias, make some final words, last thoughts, final thoughts, Mr. Uh, Elias. Well, hey, maybe Dr. O.D. is out patting Mama Rosa on her back because she's trying to convince her that she wasn't all that damn bad. But, hey, woo, look. Woo, woo. <laughs> 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 look, Mama Rosa got what she deserved. I'm sorry. They they got, got rid of her ass, and they bad, good riddance to bad rubbish, as I would always say. But, uh, look, folks, get out and vote. If it wasn't so, if it wasn't such a big deal not to get out and vote, guess what they would have put in in Alabama? They'd have put a pedophile there. So, folks, get out, vote, and do your thing. But if you get out and vote, make sure you get out and vote your your conscience and your pocketbook. We should take no pleasure in rejoicing in the resignation or the firing of Amarosa. The reality is she made Trump money. And Trump made her famous. The fact that African Americans are so willing to condemn one another is shameful. I'm no supporter of Amarosa, but the reason why we have the Ben Carsons and Clarence Thomases of the world is due to our condemnation and self righteousness. We will never accept people we will never accept them for doing what we were taught, which is self preservation from birth. Who amongst us are perfect? We all have the ability to see the ways of our straight path. And that's the final thoughts from our uh, show, official show texter, Johnny D. We'll leave it at that. I have nothing else to add. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Brown Show by Felicia. You know... I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> so for Mr. Elias, for Dr. Prince, for Jerome, Miss Brie, I'm Jake. 
TJRS Radio Network. 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 Bye, Felicia.